Welcome to the Unforeseen Journey podcast with myself, Glenn Oliver. This show is all about providing real-world help and guidance for men embarking on what I would describe as the unforeseen journey, whether that is through separation, divorce, change of career, burnout, overwhelm, or any other event that just leaves you thinking, well, I didn't expect to be here, and what do I do now? In the show, we will cover my life lessons and lessons as a coach and help you regain purpose in your life, take care of your body and your mind, so you look, feel, and perform at your best in every every aspect of your life. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two. If you're watching that video, you have to see me sitting here awkwardly as I can't figure out how to do that intro without me sitting here randomly. So um, so sorry about that. I'm sure I'll get to grips with it. Um, hopefully this week the sound is a bit better um, and it's a bit more of a, a fluid experience than last week. I was super nervous from uh, recording that conversation last week but I've had a lot of people who I know very well and some I don't know very well reach out to me and say thank you so um, that kind of spurred me on with this actually and kind of lit a little bit of a fire in me to kind of go right how can I actually um, communicate something of value as I move into this because I think that's the thing you for me, like I, I love a longer form conversation and the world uh, I exist in as a coach is the, the 60 minute booty shot environment and I, it just doesn't work for me. So it was lovely to have so many nice messages last week. So I really want to create something here which gives you value because if I, I know how precious time is. So if you're taking the time to listen to this or watch this, then I want to thank you and I want to make sure that each one of these episodes you get something to think about something to action or it just gives you a renewed perspective on something that you might be going through that that particular time um so yeah let's get into it so today what i want to talk about um i think which is poignant for this time of year right is um goal setting and to figure out like what you want from 2023 and we're going to have a conversation on that and i'm going to run you through um how I kind of do that with my clients in terms of creating a roadmap. So we're actually going to run through that process on the call. Um, obviously, I'm talking to a mic and my screen. So if you need to pause at any time to to write down what things we're going to talk about, then go for that. Or alternatively, make notes and then just give it a go. And if you've got any questions or you want to run through this with me one to one, then you'll be able to get hold of me and we can do that. I'll be happy to do that. But Again, I really want to give some value in these these episodes, so as much as I want to tell stories and relate them back to lessons learned, I think I'll save them for when something really comes to mind. Um, and just looking back on 2022, as I think we're all doing right now, um, it's been the biggest year for me in terms of change. Like, I didn't expect to be where I am now, and I've got to say I'm very grateful for it and excited for what lays ahead, but you couldn't have told me I was in for this year at the start of the year. <laughs> so we'll talk about that at a later date, but I want to keep this about helping you figure out what's important for you next year. Um, so <clears throat> what is going to help you with this? Cause everyone's talking about goal setting and all that kind of shit right now. And it's always like, it's always like, well, how can I add some value to that? How can I paint this in a way that actually helps you do something different this year? And that's my intention. So we're going to run through this and we're going to start 
and go through different points with it and different thoughts and different ways to consider this and then hopefully from this you'll be able to sit down and maybe map out the next year for yourself <clears throat> so a, a concept that's important to me is is understanding um where you want to go the outcome you want to achieve uh i think in fitness uh, it's really easy to get caught up in thinking well that outcome is tied to a specific number in terms of the number on the scale or body fat percentage a strength marker a performance marker and stuff like that but i want to kind of disregard that for this conversation and for you to think about an outcome that is a day in your life a year from now and i really want you to take your time to think about if you could get everything you wanted over the current year both as a professional as a partner as a parent whatever roles you fulfill in life if you could have everything you want this year within realistic constraints all right you know i think we've always got to be realistic with these things which we'll talk about in a bit where would you want to be and i think that's that's where we want to start we want to start with that endpoint in mind and i really want you to take some time to think about this and to consider that consider those emotions consider how it's going to feel and create a really visceral experience of this snapshot a year from now and to think right what where do i want to be where do i want to be in life what does that feel like <clears throat> and then once we've got that once we've got that clear visceral vision and this requires imagination right you've got to have a bit of that so hopefully you do i'm sure you do so imagining this point a year from now you've got everything you want what are the behaviors and habits you will have to own and live at that point in time what are the behaviors and habits you will have to own at that point in time what not you know not what um not what the outcomes are but what are the behaviors okay I think there is benefit to having outcomes in terms of you want to earn X amount of money and stuff like that. But I think it's far better to tie any outcome to a behavior which will deliver that outcome rather than just focusing on the outcome, if that makes sense. And a bit of a thought experiment here. I think if if your life a year down the line is um, pinned to or part of that is maybe a this concept of financial freedom or independence or something like that, I think the way... We always think of like financial independence as well as earning more, but there's there's two ways on that, right? You can earn more or spend less, and you could have financial freedom with a lot less money if you change certain things in your lifestyle. But we won't ever consider that because the the common narrative is to have financial freedom you need to earn more. But if you're spending more, then you're never going to have financial freedom. Then ironically, the thing is, once we earn more, we spend more, so we're all in the same bucket to begin with. So. What I'm getting at here is <clears throat> think of this life a year down the line. Where do you want to be? How do you want to look? How do you want to feel? What are the behaviors you and habits you will have to display day to day to make that happen? Okay. And it's going to seem overwhelming, but this is the point, right? You've got to list them down. Think of it like a, a, a an ingredient list for a recipe. We're not, we're not, we're not going through the steps of the recipe. We're just going through the ingredients that you need to have to, to to bake the cake so to speak right so what are you gonna have to do and think about this in terms of um three buckets this is what i don't think about as this body so body is basically movement 
exercise, mobility, yoga, daily steps, etc., etc. How many times a week are you going to have to work out? What do those workouts look like? You know, what's your activity like outside of that? What else will you be doing at that point? So once you've got that listed, then talk about energy. So energy for me is about nourishing your body. Um, and I, I really don't like the, the term diet because I think diet is very restrictive. It implies a short-term thing. But what is your diet going to have to be like <laughs> um, at that point to nourish your body? Okay. And ideally, you want to think a way of a way of eating that is sustainable at that point. So if you're moving ahead a year from now, you think, well, I'm going to be on Weight Watchers or Slimming World or something like that, then maybe question that because that probably isn't sustainable for your long term. So again, that future vision has to be a sustainable way of living that you could live a year from now and then forevermore. And then think about that with your nutrition, like what what are you going to have to eat day to day to feel good? Um, what are you going to have to eliminate to feel good? Um, so on and so forth. So you've got your body, you've got energy, and then you've got your brain, right? So brain for me is like it's a big one. There's a lot to it, right? But there's a there's a couple of elements to this. Firstly, I'd say it's like your daily habits that support the function of your brain to work optimally. So things like your sleep, your stress, um, your work life balance, the myth of the work life balance. What that what is that going to have to be like? Um, the amount of time you're spending with family, friends, connecting with people, um, you know, I'd say that like love and that thing, the things that enrich you, how much of your time each week will you, ha- will you be spending doing that? And what will those activities look like? And then also the other part of the brain is, which I think is the thing that's often developed, is how much of your time are you actually spending working on you and yourself, not just the gym stuff, like not just the, the physical health but your mental health um you know your mental well-being because that is as honestly it's an essential ingredient for anyone these days you know the stresses we're under the changing way in which we're living you need to own that more than anything else and we'll talk about it a bit more further on in the conversation so what you should have by now is a clear visceral vision of where you want to be a year from now you've got that vision you know how it's going to feel it's going to feel good, right? And then what are the ingredients you need to get there? What are the behaviors and habits you need to own at that point to get there? Okay. And then what I want you to do, once you've got those habits down, right? I want you to then further break those habits down into one of four categories. And we'll talk about them now. Okay. First of all, we're going to talk about things which are easy to do and give us a small win second easy to do big win third of all hard to do small win fourth hard big right so you're probably going to guess what we're going to go with here right (laughs) once you've got that ingredient list once you've graded each one easy small easy big hard small hard big right just broad strokes with this you don't have to be super granular at the moment what I want you to start thinking about are the things which are going to be easy for you to change and they're going to give you a big win. Okay. And when you've got that, maybe pick one or two things and the most three at the most, maybe, maybe one thing for your body, maybe one thing for your energy, one thing for your brain. Okay. And I want you to make those your priority over the first month of the year. And I want you to completely disregard everything else on that list 
until you've got those first three things nailed. Okay. The common mistake this time of year, and this is 10 years of coaching and 42 years of living a life of trying to improve habits and behaviors is that we bite off way more than we can chew. We get lost and overwhelmed and therefore we don't build any momentum because we don't experience any success. The only success we define is the success of the completion of the goal. Whereas what I want you to approach this as is the success comes in just ticking those small things off. All right, this little thing, right? Okay, I don't work out at all at the moment. A year from now, I'm probably going to be working out, I want to be working out three or four times a week. So what's probably the, the first step on that ladder for me? Maybe it's working out a couple of times a week. Can I do that with consistency? Is that easy to do? Yes. Will it give me a big result? Yeah. So that, that's one of the things, right? But don't do too much. Okay. That's my, my biggest thing in coaching because I've gone through that mistake of trying to, I want to, I want to help people. That's what I want to do. Right. And so you see someone come to you like, well, we need, we need to do this. We need to do that. I'm like, right, let's do this, let's do that. And it just never works because it's overwhelming and we all have a lot going on already in lives in our lives. So our cup is already really full. And if you're pouring more to a cup that's already full, it's just not going to work. So I think with behavior change, habit change, outcome setting, goal setting, whatever it is, slow and steady wins the race. And it means there's a lot better chance of you sticking with something long term. That is the another common pitfall. Why I see with a lot of uh, transformation programs, as I call them, uh, or they're often called, is that they give you everything at once and you will probably get fantastic results in 30, 60, 90 days. And uh, fair play to those people who go through that because it's really brutal. But in my experience, having coached a number of people who come out the other side of those, is that three to six to 12 months later, they're exactly back, they're back exactly where they started or they're worse because those things don't ever set you up to learn to actually navigate things long term. They, they teach you an unsustainable uh, quick fix way of doing something and uh, the way I kind of compare it is like you're trying to uh, fix a long term lifelong problem with a quick fix band-aid solution and unfortunately the world we live in now we want to believe that we want to believe we can fix this lifelong issue we've had around nutrition by following a meal plan for 30 days and it just doesn't, doesn't fucking work it just doesn't work and maybe for the few people it does the outliers those ones you, you see hear and rave about it the majority of people will just feel disgruntled disheartened and lost and so this conversation is for you right if you've been through that cycle then give this a go right plan out the next year small actionable chunks that you can definitely deliver on build that momentum and then keep going <clears throat> I think it's important when we get into this as well to really address the fact that wherever you're going, wherever you think you need to go in life, needs to be truly where you want to go. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, is this outcome your outcome? Or is this what you believe people think you should want? Or family members think you should want? Or loved ones think you should want? Because if it is not truly your own priority, it's really going to be hard to do it because I need to tell you any kind of change is really hard. We are geared to be on autopilot and it's comfortable for us to do that. So any change, no matter how easy it may seem, 
is still going to create friction for you in your life. And it's not if it's not truly connected to who you want to be or become or wherever you want to be a year from now, then I need to tell you, you're probably going to fail. And uh, more so, like, I need to just give you the friendly advice here to say, look, don't fucking do that. Like, live your life for you based on what matters most for you and no one else. It really is a big lesson for me. And if you don't know <laughs> right now, then this is the chance to do that. This is a chance to sit down and think about what's really important for me as a person, as a man or woman over the next year. Where do I want to be? Like, remove the noise of expectation and societal, uh, I know, expectation as well. Of like, society says you should want to get a bigger house, a bigger car. Just like, is that really important to you? Is that going to lead to you feeling more fulfillment? Because I'd probably hazard a guess, like, you know, if you've got a roof over your head, you've got a car, you've got a family, you've got friends who love you, then um, uh, growing just for the gain of material and things like that is is, is short-lived, right? <clears throat> so it's really important that wherever you're going is really where you want to go and not where you think other people want you to go. <laughs> and It's a confusing thing, right? But take some time with this. So I coach a lot of parents, and I am a parent, a co-parent, um, <clears throat> which is definitely easier than being there all the time. But um, from coaching a lot of parents, I understand how hard it is when you're wearing so many uh, hats and playing so many roles that you can somehow become shifted to the, the bottom rung of the ladder in terms of importance. I get it. It's really easy to do, especially when you're a parent. Like... Your children are so bloody important to you, but this is just a friendly reminder that there is never one you should be caring for more than yourself. All right, you shouldn't be looking after everyone else at the expense of yourself. You shouldn't. It just doesn't work. It's going to lead to you burning out, not feeling good, building resentment, and long term, it's just not sustainable. Um, and so, what you probably want to consider there is just how you can shift your mindset to understand that you are the priority and that for you to show up and be the best parent the best partner the best in your profession you you have to take care of yourself <clears throat> like it's, oh, it's, it's such a wooey soft comment to say self-care is not selfish and all that kind of stuff but i don't even like the word self-care it's just looking after yourself and it's just don't get caught up in the rigmarole of of these roles that we're taught to play at the expense of your own growth as a person, both physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. You've got to you've got to do that first, right? And following on from that, like <clears throat> knowing how precious our time is, and again, thank you for listening because <laughs> I know how precious it is. Uh, what I really wanted you to consider this year is saying no more in life um i've definitely been someone who says yes instinctively because i um get awkward about saying no and i think that even go back to childhood like saying no is is a negative right we, we're told to say yes is a good thing yes is a good thing no is a bad thing no is a bad thing when it comes to your life policing your time and aligning your life with your priorities saying no is a massive step towards liberating yourself 
from those times where you're like, oh, I should be doing something else. This is a waste of my time, but I couldn't say no. Just say no more. <laughs> just say it more. It's fine. Once you get in the habit of doing it, you're good. But just be honest with people about why you're doing it. And um, if they get it, they, they're probably good friends to have around. If they don't get it, it probably gives you an indication into their character and intention, right? So, yeah, say no more. That's my little tip on that. Uh, the other thing on my, my kind of list here to talk about is the, the concept of transformation and how I, I kind of hate the word transformation in, in our space. And the reason for that is is that um, transformation implies to me that where you are right now is not fine. Like It's almost like you're trying to fix something that's broken. And I see this a lot in language, like, oh, get rid of the dad bod and all that stuff. And it kind of it guilts you into feeling that you're somehow less than with where you are right now. And I need to tell you not, you're, you're doing fucking fine. Like you're, you know, you're doing the same as all of us. You're juggling these things day to day. You're trying to show up and it's a struggle and it's overwhelming. And you're never going to get to a point where you feel like everything is just good. I need to tell you that there's always going to be stuff you're going to want to work on, but you need to start this whole process from a place of actually loving who you are right now. And if you can't love yourself, then at least like the person you are. Because if you were doing this to increase your own value of self-worth, and because you think somehow, oh, if I lose a bit of weight, that'll make me a better person, or whatever it is, I need to tell you again, it's just not the right reason to do it. Like, don't get me wrong, like if you feel like you need to lose weight, for your health to have better energy day to day, then that I absolutely support you in that. But I really want you to understand that choosing a goal, especially a goal that is related to body composition and the causation and reason behind that deep down is that you think it's going to provide you with more happiness in life, then, um, yeah, just reconsider that. <laughs> All right. It doesn't mean that there's things that you aren't going to want to do, but you know, it's just self-investigation is the hardest thing for us to do because it requires us to kind of let go of our egos and recognize that when our egos are getting in the way of us being able to think clearly. But I'd really encourage you to spend some time thinking about that. And following on from this, um, again, like in my experience of coaching over the years, um, <clears throat> I've had so many people come to me in that time just doing fitness coaching and say, well, I need a workout plan. I need a meal plan etc etc and in truth from what I've seen over that time is that most of these people don't need a plan they know what they should be doing they know what they should be eating but the um, the failure or the the thing that needs addressing is their their mindset and um, primarily how they view themselves and how they view themselves in the world around them um, and that is often linked to things like depression you know just your mental health and stuff like that so if you are thinking now that what you need is a workout plan or the nutrition plan and stuff like that, structure and accountability is absolutely fine. And that might be what you need. But if you're not addressing the elephant in the room, i.e. what's going on up here, then you're really, really going to struggle with making changes long term. Okay, Because this is where you live your life day to day. Every experience you have in this world is filtered through your brain. Okay, And so... I can't tell you enough from my own experiences, like that's what you need to work on to change your experience of this world. Um, 
don't get me wrong, like if you're coming from a place of scarcity, you're not earning enough money, and there's genuine things which are creating that distressing you, that's absolutely fine. But from my experience, the story we tell ourselves and the, the identity we build and the mindset we have day to day is the biggest thing we can do to improve our own experience of this life we have in front of us. And without going down the rabbit hole too much on it, I thought it would be prudent to to kind of talk about something that was really helpful to me in one of my favourite books called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. And one of the things he says in there, which I think, I don't, I'm not paraphrasing, but it's just part of the book. Um, but they kind of, you know, asks you, like, who are you? And who are you? And I would say, well, I'm Glenn. Then, well, no, that's your name. Who are you? Well, I'm 42 years old. I'm a, a guy. No, that's your... That's your age, that's your gender. Oh, I'm a, a dad, no, that's a role you perform. I'm a coach, no, that's a role you perform. And really, what I'm getting at here is who you are is the person that sits behind all these labels that you attached and kind of assigned to yourself or society assigns to you. And there's comfort in labels, right? Because if we know who we are in, in terms of these labels, we kind of set these parameters of what we can and can't do and in some way these labels can be empowering they can give you the drive to achieve things but equally in my experience these labels can actually set you up to believe that you can't change well that's just not the kind of person i am or i'm just not a morning person and blah blah blah, blah and that, uh, uh, just it's you know it's it's bullshit right the the day starts tomorrow and you have the opportunity to kind of create a different path for you in any, any given day. And uh, I believe that everyone is capable and able to change and to become this fully realized, brilliant version of who they currently are, you know, and all it needs is the self-belief and conviction and support to know that you can overcome these obstacles that stand your way. So I think maybe if you... If you take something from this, I would consider like, are you gaining comfort in those labels? Are they like a crutch for you? And if they are, I want you to fucking challenge them because they're probably not helping you. They really are. And this this uh, kind of again leads on to something else I wanted to talk about. Because obviously as a coach, a big part of what I do is nutrition coaching. And a big part of that is um, helping people navigate eating around emotion and um and things like that and again my own experience here when i've been in the lowest mental places i eat like an absolute loon and the reason for that is i i feel soothed immediately from it it's like a it's an automatic behavior emotional eating and it's something that i recognize is a an indication of where i'm at mentally so if I'm in a really low mental place, I'm going to be more liable to do that. If I feel like I'm, I've you know, got my shit together, I'm working on this kind of like, you know, where I'm supposed to be going and I feel like I'm aligned and it's all good, then that will stop because I will honor uh, what, what I should be doing with my body a lot more and I won't kind of almost like self-sabotage and soothe through emotional eating. So it's a highly complex subject, which I don't want to just brush over by this one thing, but I think it's worth touching on. Like, If you're not willing to investigate these things that are going on behind the scenes with you, then you're only just going to keep banging your head against the brick wall. Um, and that's really the big thing to 
to cover in this episode and I hope um, I can urge you to do is that if you're going to do one thing in 2023 is to take some time to really know yourself and to really get to understand who you are and what matters to you. It's really easy in life to just, you know, go in cruise control and to just do the job, go home, watch TV, do the job, go home, watch TV, and to just drift on in life without being conscious and aware of who you are. And then, obviously, you know, from maybe listening to some other podcasts, what I found that, that happened for me, and I know happens for a lot of people, is you can get to a point in life, you go, Fuck, what is this I'm doing? This isn't making me happy. And um, you got two choices at that point. And I was talking to a good friend of mine, Paul, about his sister today. You know, you've got two choices at that point. You can go, well, <laughs> I'm all in on this life now, so this is what I'm doing. And then, you know, I don't want you to do that. I don't want anyone to do that. Or you can go, right, if I'm not truly happy, what would make me happy? What is fulfillment for me as a person? And I think the idea of being happy every day is a bit of a myth, but I think there is fulfillment, there is joy, and there is purpose that you can create in your life to feel like you're leave, living something with meaning. But that doesn't come without doing the work. And doing the work is something that is humbling. Um, it requires you to strip back your ego. It requires you to question everything you're doing day to day. And it's really awkward. And it's not something that you can do overnight. I think I've probably started that journey several years ago. And we talked about the experience last week. That was the first like awakening for me of like, oh, there's this whole other thing than this way of thinking. And I'm still on that now. But... <clears throat> Just because it's hard, it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. And just because most other people aren't doing it, it doesn't mean it's not worth doing. Because here's the truth as far as I see it. <clears throat> A lot of people are really unhappy. They're really unhappy in their jobs. They're really unhappy in their home lives. And they're really lost. <clears throat> and they're lost because everything they've told, taught or been told is what they've achieved and aspired to in life. And they've got there and they're still not happy. And so they're kind of like wondering, well, is this me or is this like everything else? And I think it's easy to think, well, it's us, it's me, I'm broken. But I need to tell you, fucking not many people are that happy in their lives. And, um, you know, the, the people who I know or are genuinely the most happy have gone through this experience and have done the work to figure out what matters most to them. Okay. Um, <clears throat> how do you do that? So... The, the first thing I should say to you to start doing is to start meditating, even if it's for 10 minutes a day. But from that, you will get some serious awareness of how crazy this dialogue is you're having with yourself, how rampant it is, how much it's just out of control. Um, so meditation would be the first thing, then journaling, and then in reading and really trying to understand who you are. That's a lot. That's a lot. I hope some of this has been actionable for you today. Um, I think if you're looking at your next year, as we talked about here, um, strip it back to what matters most to you in the next year versus where you are now. All right. Break those, break that future life down into the behaviors and habits you would have to embody to be that person. And then your job is just start to ticking off that list. Um, part of the thing that's going to enable you to do that in a more successful way is awareness of the labels you attach to yourself, which sometimes 
make it harder to change, then it's easier been easier. So I think that's a necessary part of the process. And thirdly, just the last thing we've talked about, like if you're going to do one thing this year out of all of this, like don't just do a workout program, don't just do a diet, but I want you to, with open arms, approach the process of really questioning who you are, what matters most to you, and really maybe what you want your legacy or impact to be in this lifetime. Because if you don't do that work, no one else is going to do it for you. And the only point you're going to get to when you realize that you didn't do the work or you shouldn't have done the work is probably in your deathbed when you've realized you lived a life that wasn't aligned with what matters most to you. So it's a bit of a deep one there, but I wanted to get that out and I wanted it to be more than just like, oh, just break a goal down and make it smart and specific and all that kind of stuff. Because you guys know how to do that, I'm sure, if you're listening to this. So I wanted to give you food for thought on how you can actually make 2023 the year where you work towards living a life that's truly authentic and valuable to you as a person. And to know that actually where you are right now, the person you are right now is just fucking awesome and perfect as well. So that's it. Um, I'm going to sign off there. 32 minutes. I don't want to leave these too long. And I didn't actually think I'd be able to fill this out. (laughs) But it turns out I can actually talk about things for quite a long time. Um, Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. I hope you've got something out of it. If you want to have a conversation online about going through this kind of roadmap thing one-to-one, reach out to me. We can jump on a call for an hour or two. It's completely free of charge. And I'll go through it with you and I'll set it up for you. And then you can just go away and crack on with it. And if you smash it, then just let me know and give me a high five when we see each other, all right? Cool. Take care of yourselves and happy new year for 2023. I wish you all the success you deserve in this world. So take care. Bye-bye.